Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. It's yet another episode. But before we begin, this is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. So as we begin this episode, I want to ask you four questions. It's already January 20th, and you probably must have made some resolutions. You probably must have uh, rededicated your life to God, to your spouse, to your job, or to whoever you feel indebted to. So I want to ask you four questions. Number one, what is one good thing that God did in your life last year? Number two, what are two things you did right to grow closer to God last year? And what are three things that God got in, into the way of your walk with God last year? And what are four things you will do this coming year to strengthen your walk with God? So it's never too late to have a closer walk with God. It's never too late to make anew those vows that God has given you. So as you ask yourself those questions, I want to leave you with a quote. That God knows what you're ready for. He knows what your arms are able to carry. He knows what your heart can contain. He knows what's coming and he knows how and when to prepare you for it. He knows the right time, the right place, the right person, the right answer. He knows. So you don't have to. And that is the Amazing Truth Minute. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Once again, welcome to yet another new episode. Um, this is uh, Season 2, Episode 3. And we are thankful for the support you've given us so far for the two episodes that have aired already. And uh, we want to continue that series. We want to continue that series uh, from where we left off. And uh, if you haven't listened to the episodes from last week, please uh, go to Spotify, Google, and now we're on YouTube. Go to YouTube and search The Amazing Truth Podcast. We have those podcasts uh, there. So you can listen to them and give your feedback. Most of all, leave your comment. And give us a like. And most of all, subscribe so we can uh, uh, reach more people with this amazing ministry. Now, I'll give you a little snippet of, of what uh, last week, uh, what we had last week. And as if you were keen to listen to both episodes, there was uh, some something that was mentioned. Something uh, by the name endometriosis. Right, Nancy? Yes endometriosis and i asked myself what is endometriosis my wife mentioned it but i didn't know what that was and and you know we thought it's something uh that we need to look into you know when women's issues are raised you gotta deal with them right yep 
And uh, so we have uh, two guests that are going to talk about endometriosis. And we want to kind of dig deep into it. And Ezra is here too to help me through that. <laughs> so before uh, before we jump into the, the, the podcast for today, let me uh, have them introduce themselves. Uh, we'll start with the lady. My name is Beryl and I'm glad to be here. All right, that's Beryl. Beryl is uh, the wife to... Uh, uh, Ezra yes. is my name. I am part co-host of Amazing Truth Podcast, but this time I'm on this other side. Yes. So like you guys are AKA Obikos, we are AKA the Moraras. The Moraras. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, right, right. So on a serious note, I mean, we, we are thankful for those that have listened and those that have given their feedback, those that have shared their story and have related to the, uh, the, the, the podcast and the episode so far. So, uh, Beryl, you mentioned endometriosis and, uh, well, Nancy mentioned endometriosis and we thought it's best for us to have you here to to kind of tell, shed more light on it. And as we go into the story, we'll know why you are our guest today. So what is what is endometriosis and when, when did it start? I, I think, uh, can I jump in? I'm sorry that I'm yes, going you, you are too. <laughs> My already kicked I, in. I was going right in. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm curious to hear what Nancy thought when she heard that. In the right. Hospital. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 So, um, like I mentioned, the first time I heard about endometriosis is the time that I had surgery. So, after my doctors did the surgery for the fibroid, um, they call it myomectomy surgery. So they rem- removed the huge fibroid that I had. It was eight centimeters. And then when I was in the recovery room, uh, the doctor came and told me that uh, the surgery was successful. And he he did see uh, endometriosis. But then the way he was t- uh, telling me, it's like it was really, it was there, but it's nothing to worry about at the moment. So at that time, I didn't think much about it because I had a huge um, way, road to recovery after the surgery. So I didn't, I didn't think much about it because the doctor didn't think it was anything, anything serious. So, but now that I know, I have more information. I feel like um, prior to the surgery, the the symptoms I had um, could have could have been helped after the the myomectomy oh. after they removed the fibroid because I haven't had any symptoms since then. Okay. 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 Wow. So. Yeah. So Beryl. Um but, but I, I wanna ask us I wanna ask a question. Um I mean when we I think this is a question we should have asked when we did the last two podcasts. Uh first of all, what is this informa- how is this information going to be helpful? Mm-hmm. First of all we're talking about endometriosis, but I know you had, we hadn't planned for this, but what is, how is this information helpful? And who do you hope this information will reach out to? Um, I think I'll speak from how I have experienced it. Mm-hmm. I came to know about this because someone else uh, went out and said um, about their challenges, spoke about their challenges, uh, spoke about their story. Mm -hmm. So that's when I could relate. I asked myself, well, I'm going through similar 
symptoms, maybe it could be the same thing. So I think just to jog people's minds and direct them to the right places and offer resources if need be. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah, so we hope that we will understand what endometriosis is, how you have managed it, and the resources that are out there. So we're ready to jump in now. Oh yeah. Okay. Me don't ask me much on that. <laughs> I can tell you is that <laughs> <laughs> to say my part where I support. Okay. And all I right. hope and all that. But So Beryl, So when when did you first notice that things are not things are different? Um I think it would do more justice justice to just explain how my childhood has been. Right. So for me uh um not to go too far but i grew up in the coastal areas of uh kenya very active child um very happy child i believe um i come from a family of a siblings of uh, i have three siblings sorry one sister and two brothers uh this is important to know because of some part of the story to kind of note that i have a sister uh, in the mix. So for me, I did um, go through childhood as a normal child, but like any other girl, um, I started menstruating at the age of 13. So at the age of 13, I started menstruating. Nowadays, people actually start menstruating at a very early age. I hear people start menstruating at, a, at an age of at nine years old. So for me, I started at the age of 13, and it was a smooth sailing road, if I would say, uh, looking back. So 13 years, um, smooth sailing road, 14, smooth sailing road, until I hit the the mark in age 15. When I got to 15 years old, I noticed something was very different in terms of uh, the severity of the pain. Of course, I was being told that... Um, pelvic pain during menstrual period as normal. So I didn't know what normal meant. So perhaps maybe you had to figure it out by yourself. So at the age of 15 is when I started experiencing severe pains. That's uh, as far as I can remember. Um, And when I got to um, uh, form four, you call it grade what here? Grade Grade 12, yeah, sorry, that was in Kenya. So when I got to 12th grade, my only prayer was that, Lord, please help me uh, to be able to carry through my exams successfully. So I was able to carry through my exams successfully. Of course, I finished high school. Uh, Campus was really tough, really, really tough with pains. I was in and out of classes and... I had roommates, surprisingly, I had roommates who had it very easy, very easy. And Mm -hmm. I didn't, I knew at the back of my head that something was not right. Mm -hmm. Every time I called my mom and I was in pain, she said, okay, uh, take, try this, this drug, try this other one. And I, and I saw that my sister didn't have the same pains. So I wondered why am I different? My roommates didn't have the same pain. So and my mom kept saying, okay, just persevere. This would go. Uh, 
when you get married. So every time I had this um, statement, it will go away when you get married. Mm-hmm. So I thought it's a normal pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like any other girl who really looks forward to marriage, for me, I think my biggest motivation for marriage was to get, get rid of this pain, pain because yeah. it was incapacitating pain. It was progressive. So yeah, I, I don't remember like growing up, uh, a friend of mine who lives in Canada, I've known her for over 20 years. She also has severe, like really bad uh, pain, even though, She's tried to get a diagnosis for endometriosis, but they keep saying she doesn't have it. But I do remember growing up, and we all used to hear that, that, you know, once you get married, the pain is going to disappear. She got married, she has three kids, and the pain has never gone away. Wait, c- can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. I know I'm here on the other side, <laughs> but these are women <laughs> issues, <laughs> and I can only be on the other side. Yeah. So is... Is this a normal thing that people are always told, girls or women are always told that when, you know, as men, we never know that that's what mm-hmm. ladies are being told. Is it a normal thing like that girls that, are told yeah. that, you know, when you're struggling and you're going through your, 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 your cycle, that men are the answer to that? Is that a thing or is it just too specific? I think it's a cultural thing. I, I would I, I would say that because I, I don't know any other way to describe it mm-hmm. because, um, and I, I think they relate it to childbirth. Mm. That once you have kids, the pain oh. is going to go away. Mm. Some people, it goes away. Some friends have shared that it does go away. Mm. Some people say it doesn't. Mm. So I think it's 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it could be culture. Mm-hmm. And it could also be the fact that we just don't have the information mm-hmm. because um, research, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but research has shown that um, African doctors as they are trained, uh, gynecologists as they are trained in the medical field, they are told, let me say quote unquote, that uh, these diseases, it's, it's not existing in Africa. Mm. So, Africans were just told man yourself up and and deal with the pain. Mm-hmm. It will go away when you get married. But for me it didn't. Mm-hmm. I really looked forward to getting married and especially at my periods were supposed to come on my wedding day. Mm-hmm. And I told them it's either uh, this wedding will not happen mm-hmm. or something needs to be done. I had to be given a drug to postpone mm-hmm. my periods. Then marriage came um I waited. So what were you dreading the most? The pain or? And me, I was excited f- about the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I was dreading the pain, pain. because the pain incapacitates oh, the me. Yes, because I can never do anything. So Beryl, as you, as you go back to marriage, when, when you were growing up, you went to college, did you seek any medical help or you're just taking pain, pain pills for the pain during your month? So you've been told it's normal. Okay. You also... Th- think and feel that it's normal. Right, and right. we are in an African society where, and it's not just Africa, mm-hmm. but mothers or aunties or just the society tells you that it's normal. So mm-hmm. you don't, you know, I, I had this instinct that something isn't quite right, but, but because again, I'm told yeah, it's, it's normal, normal. Mm-hmm. I didn't seek medical 
um, advice or anything. So you get married and you hope that Ezra comes with a magic pill. Yes, the savior. Ezra comes with a magic pill. Actually, so, for me, in my head, when they spoke about marriage, I thought it's the intimacy that was supposed to solve, mm-hmm. that was the magic pill. I mean, actually, that's a good question. What, when they say that, I what, what, what in marriage is supposed yeah. to solve it? Is it the intimacy? So for for me, what I've ba- been told is when you have like the labor pain, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Oh. Again, kids. Takes, kids. Yeah. Takes so, that pain away. So or, it's, or, well, or look, it could look be at us. For me, I was so naive. Right. I thought I was so naive. And for those listening this, it's true that I was so, so naive. Mm-hmm. I knew that it was the intimacy path that was going to resolve this. So month one, month two, this pain and it was progressing mm-hmm. so i called my it, it mother it got worse you know, every every yeah, every i'm month. like in fact i even told myself that ezra's system completely res- refused my <laughs> <system>. <laughs> because the, yeah because the pain, my <laughs> the pain that i had the first month after we got married it was worse oh. i threw up i was feeling oh dizzy i was Having a running stomach, it was so much worse than what I had experienced <laughs> in the previous years. Right. So for me, uh, and I'd say it took time for ki- to kind of uh, figure it out and really join the pieces and realize mm-hmm. that people were actually talking about labor pains yeah. and getting uh, mm-hmm. pregnant and... Uh, so getting to that point, I told myself, really, oh, sp- baby, wait, wait, <laughs> you know, you've said things, even me, even me, my mind is <laughs> running now, I need to pause here, <laughs> but, 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 but I think this is why we're doing this Yeah, is because for me as a, as the husband, I'm just there. Like, like, I don't know, this lady has been going through mm-hmm. all these in her lifetime. Mm-hmm. I have no understanding of I am supposed to be the savior, the answer in this mm-hmm. uh, in this moment. And again, I think I think this is very critical and crucial because before people get married, mm-hmm. this is what we talk about uh, marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. It's very important because one of the topics that is supposed to be covered in marriage can- counseling is what is uh, sexuality, sexuality. You know, intimacy. they talk about finance. They talk about all these. Actually, I remember a story. My wife told me that I think it's around that time she's going through is uh, when the the doctors. No, is it your doctors or your friends? I can't remember who it is <laughs> that told you that you need to take your your meds. It's a friend of mine who is a doctor. Who's a doctor. Mm. So says yeah. that she needs to... Me, I don't know all this time that mm-hmm. she's taking these pills too. On the day of her wedding. I, I, yeah. she, listen, man, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm All I'm thinking is verses in the Bible. Otherwise, right? that wedding wouldn't have happened. <laughs> you know? <laughs> me, I'm just thinking verses. But actually, I remember going to the store with her and she's asking... She laughs about this because I'm like, what, what are we going to buy? For mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. I'm like, we need to see a gyna. A who? Who is a gyna? Why am I? First of all, that word, I did it in an exam. Probably I failed when Would the question was a gynecologist, right? <laughs> so I'm right, sitting there right. and I'm like, so finally, the need for us to see a, a gynecologist. But I'm in my mind, for what? Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, I'm normal. You know, at that point, you're like, are you Okay. You know, mm-hmm. you, so we just we just bringing this to mm-hmm. to light to say that you don't have to be sick to go to, to be checked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and these things. So for me, I'm there. I'm Green Cannon. So 
She's throwing up. She's going through this. Now I want to learn more. Even me, and, I'm learning. And, and, and one thing that is important to point out is, it's her wedding. It's her mm-hmm. marriage. She's gotten into marriage. Yes. But in her mind, she's thinking about this pain, and she mm-hmm. wants to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, did you even, did you enjoy the the bliss the of the, the wedding day, the bliss <laughs> of marriage after that? I mean, I can only imagine that all you wanted to get rid of is. Answers towards the pain. I mean, Kenan, I was told to take a pill that would postpone my period. So I was good on my wedding day. Okay. I was good. Otherwise, was that perfect, wedding actually. wouldn't have happened. <laughs> But then uh, a month down the line, two months uh, into marriage, you know, you're really looking forward to um, having this pain go away completely. And it's because of ignorance. You've been told it's normal. Right. Uh, Again, normal. Marriage will sort out all your problems. I mean, so I'm just, I'm, I'm just and, curious, and I'm having severe pain, extreme pains, Progressive more than pain. yes, more than what I had before. Right. So I'm throwing up. I am having running stomach. I am almost passing out. And let me say that these sessions are informative, are educative. Mm-hmm. Let's not remain in the space where we are. Pain is not normal, mm-hmm. and a child is not a pill. Mm-hmm. You cannot just—it's not something you can take and just say the pain goes away. Yeah, yeah. I—I—I <coughs> I, I don't know if I'm mad or have questions to these moms, this older <laughs> generation. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I wish we could have some of them here to sit and say their experience, oh, if like they were that. ever told that, and then when they got married. Did it go away? Yeah. Because maybe it's our generation of men. <laughs> and, yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, because that is something that can be handed. Now we're not even talking about this the, the situation alone. You know, I can go back and even go back to the last week podcast when you're talking about things, and I'm wondering that where where do we get that solid information that can help you? avoid going through these situations and scenarios because you you're finding it through trial and error you're going through these pains by yourself so you have social pain emotional pain and all these aspects uh, but 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 I'm curious the point I'm just driving home it's like I'm curious for me because does it mean the previous generation their problems went away after they got married and that's why they were t- they're telling the younger generation that Yeah, and, and, and I think and it's because they didn't know any better mm-hmm. and they learned to wing it and exactly. just yeah. you know go about their day-to-day activities and mm-hmm. if you think about like the ladies who are like in the village mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. they are the ones who do all everything. the hard work mm-hmm. they wake up like if they're in bed if they're bedridden it means everything will come to a, mm-hmm. a standstill mm-hmm. kids will not eat mm-hmm. the cows will not be yeah, milked out milked. taken care of so The women I believe they just learn to wing it and mm-hmm. you know herbs and that kind of stuff and I think because they didn't know any better mm-hmm. they told us you know it will go away hoping mm-hmm. and believing and praying that we will not have to go through the same thing. Yeah mm-hmm. and I think too that maybe someone went through it mm-hmm. and they probably had kids mm-hmm. and it the pain went away. And for them and, then, yeah. and that worked. And and I'm thinking too for us uh we have like i can sit down with my wife and we can talk about mm-hmm. yeah. women issues mm-hmm. back then I mean your dads didn't Mm-mm. didn't even mm-hmm. go to the hospital Mm-mm. when you women, were born yeah. so i think it's it a different maybe Cultural it worked society. and then yeah now going back to uh burial uh, so now you got married the pain is progressive do you 
now because the pain is not normal right yeah. now do you seek uh, professional help do you go get a diagnosis how tell us more about that so after marriage when the pain became progressive um that's where now the journey began it's i didn't know that that's where the journey would begin but um three months into marriage Ezra had take we got married in Kenya Ezra had taken a sabbatical leave uh he came to Kenya after the wedding he stayed for three months after three months he came back to the US then he landed like on a Friday on a Monday we were on phone talking and I just had some certain sharp sudden severe pain on my right side and as in we were on phone then he hung up to call someone else and by the time I'm calling him back I'm in tears and in so much pain I can't even um I can't stand up I can't lie down I was in so much pain and I didn't know what was going on um at that point now things started going downhill so he he actually pulled his resources together called uh whoever he can call and then i was rushed to hospital um uh, what they found from their onward that was the beginning of this whole journey they found a ruptured cyst can i can i Okay go ahead Ezra we can we are engrossed in this <laughs> I was going to add juice juice to it <laughs> <laughs> juice to it but let her go there so I mean hospital not knowing what's happening first of all the doctors are running up and down trying to find out what's going on the the first question they ask you of course are you pregnant I'm like I'm not pregnant please try mm-hmm. and do something else <laughs> yeah so they do all the tests and then they find that I have a ruptured cyst mm-hmm. that was bleeding. Hmm. Then they quickly admit me. And at that point there's a lot of confusion. Ezra is not around. Mm-hmm. I am just three months old into marriage. The only people I have around was my sister and my brother in the city, city, sorry, my parents are far away. And it caused a lot of panic. I think for me from there onwards my life as i knew it changed ended, or oh. changed okay. wow. as in it literally changed everything just started going downhill hmm. this is the amazing truth podcast the amazing truth podcast listen to us on spotify apple podcast google podcast and stitcher like us on facebook at the amazing truth podcast The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. So we are talking about endometriosis and we have Beryl and Ezra uh kind of giving us light towards that and before the break um her life as she knew it changed. Change for the better, change for the worst. We don't know. In this second half I think we'll talk about your diagnosis, how your life changed and what is endometriosis and what what do we what do we need to know about it. So, your life changed. How so? It's usually <laughs> challenging to 
decode this, but so I mean, hospital. The doctors are saying that this cyst is very small; they can't remove it. And then I'm discharged from hospital. So it ruptured, but it was still there. Yeah. So wow. they just say, give you painkillers; mm-hmm. it will the system will clear itself. Mm-hmm. So I go back home, and it's just pain every single day. Ezra has to come back to Kenya and then we started seeking help. One doctor after the other, one gynecologist after the other. Then there's this gynecologist we went to see and he did um, tests in his office and found a chocolate cyst. Mm. So I've come to realize that uh, the chocolate cyst maybe was like a light bulb for him mm-hmm. for him to kind of uh make his suspicions mm-hmm. so that we don't continue figuring out what's going on so he quickly made a referral and told told us it could be that you have endometriosis mm-hmm. so he referred us to a different doctor when we went to that doctor the first thing he said we have to go into into surgery mm-hmm. And Ezra didn't like that approach. <laughs> yeah, Ezra. <laughs> well, he didn't like that approach because I mean, can, oh. can I can I defend myself? <laughs> and, uh-huh. and before you do, let's let's put a perspective into not to bash my country, but Kenyan surgeries. <laughs> In Kenya, when you hear surgery, yeah. you probably don't know if you're gonna get make it out of it. Mm-hmm. You're asking, is this the last option? Mm-hmm. I mean, surgeries in Kenya are. And and I think that yeah. you already you already speaking my language. Right. You know, I'm used to a place where I don't pay consultation. Before I'm seen, yeah. But I've just gone there. The first thing you've asked me is for money. The next thing you're saying we're going for surgery, and I'm saying, how did you even diagnose all these? Now, of course, ignorance. At that point, now you get to hear the story. It's part of ignorance, but but, but you know, it's it's. Remember, remember, I told you guys before the wedding. My wife tells me we see a gainer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a regular gainer. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm oh, there. Kenan was a regular You're too. Regular there. <laughs> Today, <laughs> actually, <laughs> they, they wow. like the was. moment we walk in, uh, I said, they okay, know I'll check right in. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> Need to have a permanent room. <laughs> yep. When um, we go there, uh-huh. fro- they they are like, oh, we've missed you guys. Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> missed you. We're pregnant again. They, oh, yeah, man. we are regulars. Oh, VIPs there, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But but I think it's important important to celebrate this moment yeah. it's important to celebrate this moment because there is a generation mindset shift and change mm-hmm. yeah i i think going back to this going back to the to our moms going back to our you know grandmas we love them maybe beryl doesn't end up where she is if if the approach is very different mm-hmm. right yeah and we're not saying she ended up there because of you know uh, ignorance or anything we're just saying maybe we don't know mm-hmm. uh, uh say is that phrase they use is hind hand said 50/50 or 2020 whatever 50/50 you know math numbers <laughs> anyways <laughs> so but 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 you know now when when i went back I, granted let's put everything to perspective it's the first year of marriage mm-hmm. you know it's it's f- I think it's the three first months. three months five, three months yeah, yeah. three months three months you come back the f- call i get is months. like she's been rushed to hospital she has a cyst i'm like a who who's that it's a cyst what is that right i start to google and i'm like um, you know you know you just go into these and and, and 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 just when i was listening to your stories the story last time it's like the first year of marriage you know mm-hmm. it's like you're there you're supposed to be enjoying 
So, I mean, we see all these gainers. We go from one person to another. And uh, finally, we get this guy. So I don't I don't remember what happened. So <laughs> yeah. I'll let I continue. <laughs> so you have, you the sister you go into you agree to go into surgery. Uh, so I'm the patient here so I was trying to be very gracious to all this uh, this doc with all these doctors. My husband uh needs, husband needs a, a little bit too. of help oh. in that area <laughs> of patients. So we walk into this uh, office and the doctor says you need surgery. So at first okay let me give him a benefit of doubt because I was equally shocked um later on we learned that that's the only way you can diagnose endometriosis yeah. um so we walked out of that uh office maybe he could have done a better job that's of explaining exactly. to you guys that that's yeah. the only way to diagnose yeah. you probably have this condition it's called endometriosis how we find out for sure you go to, as we walk in like you're going mm-hmm. to surgery yeah mm-hmm. I'm like mm, exactly. I didn't even carry a you bag. You have endometriosis. You're going into <laughs> surgery. We <laughs> plan for this. And we're going to a surgery. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So I think that was the problem, Nancy. That's why I reacted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we walked out of that office. I think we had despaired, and we just went back home and said, "Okay, let's manage this pain as we can." In our heads, we didn't discuss it. So in the wee hours of the night, every time time I'm in pain, we rush to hospital. That was the cycle. And of course every single day you you are googling what is this cyst how can it be cured natural remedies of course the mothers the aunties have sent all these herbs when we had you know? we had uh, we had <laughs> what do you call vibuyu we had you know containers yeah. you have medicine come from kisi land then you have come from luo land then from luya land because everyone wants the best mm-hmm. and everyone is trying to cure and, mm-hmm. and there's the traditional herbs and all that stuff so i became an expert in traditional <laughs> medication <laughs> <laughs> the one who was a herbalist <laughs> so i think while in kenya uh the the church i i was fellowshipping in a very big church and for some reason by default when people get married youths when we get married from that church we kind of take a sabbatical leave from going to that church so at the moment we were going to for services in two different churches so this one day we found ourselves as in god yeah. we found ourselves at the right place at the right time So there was this afternoon program and there was this lady who who came and shared her story. She explained about endometriosis and that was the first time I was hearing about it. When I listened to the symptoms I was curious I'm like this is exactly everything that I have gone through in life. So I walked up to her later and she said, "You know what? I think you could actually be having endometriosis." Then she gave me um contacts to her doctor. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go to the doctor. Ezra, uh, I was still in pain mm-hmm. constantly. Um after some time I felt better. Mm-hmm. Ezra came back to the US. Then when I was just about to come to the US, I told myself medical care is so expensive in this country. Let me try and seek help in mm-hmm. Kenya and see if I can find help. So I went to the doctor. This lady who referred me to her doctor is called Hadassa Editor. So I went to the doctor, he explained what endometriosis is and ways of management. He explained everything and that laparoscopy which is the surgery is the only way you can diagnose endometriosis. Mm-hmm. So he said we'll have to go to the theater. So booked an appointment, went to the theater and 
I'm thankful for friends because at that point Ezra was not there. My mm-hmm. friends were there from the beginning to end. Mm-hmm. They took me when I when I was being wheeled in. When I came out, I saw a different set of friends. As in, like they were working in shifts, and nice. then someone, some of them moved into my house because I was living by myself. Of course, mm-hmm. Ezra is not there. So the doctor did. The surgery and of course found endometriosis. Mm-hmm. So you are relieved that at least something has been found. Mm-hmm. Uh, to explain the pain. Yeah, but again now the journey begins. Mm-hmm. Wow, Ezra, add yes. something and then I want us I want Beryl to tell. I mean, we want us to go through the symptoms in we want to talk about the symptoms, but in your in your in your perspective, kind of okay. what symptoms you went through and how are you managing this and kind of wrap it up with resources so Ezra yes now yeah, I'm there first of all let's let you know let we don't want to forget the boy child uh, yeah the right? boy child, oh, boy child. Talk about oh, the boy child, child. <laughs> so in, in a few sentences i mean you are uh, you let's just if you if you just tuning in they just got married this is 5 months into their marriage 5 months give or take very young in their marriage Ezra they get married in Kenya Ezra flies back to the US gets a call wife is sick Mm-hmm. that we don't at this point they don't know the diagnosis now and now they he goes back you're far away you're getting all this i'm just painting this in your yep. you know yep. head in my head as well you come back as a man now what two questions i have for you <laughs> now what is your view of marriage at this point uh, wait <laughs> and then what she obviously had support mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. what kind of support did you did you get first of all what is your view of marriage at this time in light of what's happening listen man you know those vows when you stand there and you say for 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 forward for better for worse for better for worse for rich right? or for poor for rich or for poor you know Sickness the rich part i did not understand <laughs> <laughs> the poor part <laughs> understood right so i was aspiring to the rich part and then for health oh for, for in sickness and in, in sickness and in health that part <laughs> i have lived it yeah. right yeah. i have lived it i think i think for me it's you know that recently actually it's yesterday my wife told me can we just exchange our bodies for one day oh. <laughs> and and i jokingly said yeah the only fear i have is that you will not return my body <laughs> 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 I like that. <laughs> the only fear because <laughs> what I've seen I go through mm-hmm. the moment it done to me like whoa the relief you yeah. know it's it's sure have relief but am I am I ready I, I celebrate women man yeah. you mm-hmm. have to celebrate women Uh I, I think be- that um, before we started recording we mentioned that if we, for us we cry when we have a cold. We have a cold. Get oh, <laughs> some baby. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> every man is sick. So, 911. So think about you <laughs> as in pain for every uh, month every for month. how many days? Oh, Listen. Man. I think this species will be gone. I know. <laughs> we already in danger. You will yeah. die completely, right? Yeah. But but I think I think for me it was I think I don't know at this point I don't know what's going on. Quite frankly, because it's like it's one thing after another. I'm not breathing through it. I'm, you know, and then you're new. You are folks still are detaching from you. They still see you as a parent. You know, her folks are still, you know. So you're feeling like you have to consult everyone, and you know, I, I, I was forced to grow up and become an adult mm-hmm. <laughs> instantly faster you know <laughs> faster yeah, yeah. exactly no, not to cut you short but i remember when we were deep in a in the whole treatment thing mm-hmm. i remember kenan telling me 
You know, I've never really had to go through anything tough mm. like this in my life. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I that that put me into a reflective mm-hmm. mode. I I I felt so bad having to put him through all that. Mm. So I I understand. And I think I think <laughs> when you guys do feel bad for us it makes us even feel worse. even worse. Yeah. So you don't even want you want to show up that you're strong right. and you know and all that. But I even forgot what you asked. In a nutshell, uh, at this point, <laughs> exactly. And at, at that point, that is exactly what I was going for. At that point, you, you don't know what's going on. I don't on. know what's going on. I'm just there. <laughs> just there. I'm trying to be the supportive husband. Yes, I'm trying, yes. and, and I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Two things I'm hoping for at this point is that one, when you get to the US, there is better resources. Mm. So I'm counting days. Mm-hmm. Two, I am also hopeful that this is something that will pass. And then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll rebuild and build on marriage. You know, it was so bad if I can paint this picture. I remember I'd gone out out of country when I was in Kenya. I'd gone out of country for, for I don't know, what did you call it? Yeah, an assignment. So I was out of the country. And I came back and I found one room had been converted completely. You know that movie, War Room? War room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know there's one room, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one of prayer. Mm-hmm. And I, at that time when my wife talks about there was relief, the level of prayers that she, she was doing, yeah. I came into that room and I found all these sticky notes of prayers. Mm-hmm. Like she had sticky notes of every day and the pain and stuff. Me, I walked into the room, I was just reading those prayers. And you know, now it's like you're praying, she's praying to God, but you're reading these and you're like, and she's good. she's narrating all that and stuff. You walk out of that room you don't know how to support. Mm-hmm. But I want to say that there's power in prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is power in prayer. Uh so what was support like for me? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even to date I don't know what it is like, but yeah. I think that mentally his family was very very crucial i mean her siblings her friends yeah my, you know my friends are male so i can't even send them there because mm-hmm. this is a very personal intimate situation so her friends really came through for us and i think the moment i saw her in a better place i would also get into a better place mm-hmm. but the journey just began so right she, so she now you you've been diagnosed it's endometriosis you have a kind of a picture of what it is Uh, you've you've re- you've lived the symptoms. So what 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 are some of the symptoms of endometriosis? Kind of from what actually, what is endometriosis? Uh, what is endometriosis? Yeah, <laughs> even exactly. Let's, let's go that through question. that. And before that, Isaiah, you just you said something about support, and uh, you know you didn't know what support looks like. I know we mentioned in this podcast that ask for support, ask mm-hmm. for support, mm-hmm. but to to be on the other side, you might ask someone for support, mm-hmm. but they really don't know what support yep. they need. Yep. So if yep. someone kind of pulls back or doesn't give you an answer. Mm-hmm. It's because they probably don't even know mm-hmm. what that support looks yep, like. Yep, Just yep. a caveat. Now, what is endometriosis? Um, so let me back up a little. So that I first I had two diagnoses done. The first one was done in Kenya when I came to the United States and I still had the severe pains. Of course, I was relieved when I was in Kenya thinking that this pain has gone completely mm-hmm. uh, little did i know that it's something progressive and grows back i came to the us the pains were severe and i had to see a gynecologist but he said i told him hey i've been told i have endometriosis can you treat me you know in my head i'm like 
it's the US. They told me all the solutions are in this country. <laughs> <laughs> we have all the solutions in this country. So he said, you know what? I can't actually bank on another doctor's diagnosis, especially in Africa. So we have to go back in again. So we went back to the theater. Ah. Uh, so now this is year two. Yes. Every year there's one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I did the first surgery wow. in November. I came to the United States in December. By June, I was going through second surgery. He did the surgery and confirmed endometriosis. But then again, sitting in that office after operation, he says, you know, there's actually no cure and you have to manage it. So let me explain what endometriosis is. Uh, can I can I jump in there? Of course, Ezra. Surprisingly. <laughs> 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 Surprisingly, I meant to use that word. Um, every time she's gone for those surgeries, mm-hmm. for some reason, I'm, I'm not there. Yeah. Oh. I'm out for assignment. So when the third one comes, I want to be there. <laughs> because this story goes on, that one is coming. It's not, yeah, if, yeah. it's a matter of time, right? right? Mm-hmm. But But I'm out of town. And she's new in this country. Mm-hmm. Her friends are not there anymore. Mm-hmm. She's now with a newfound family. Of course, not new in the sense that yeah, you know that that's my mom, but mm-hmm. you've never lived together, you know. Yeah. So she's there. I'm the only support system that she has. And for this assignment, again, I'm out of out of state. I had booked it way ahead of time. It's confirmed. I, you know, I had to go. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, she's being broken down i mean this this information is being told to her and i'm not even yeah, not there even to support oh, you know how terrible you feel like uh, oh man yep, that's so like terrible. that's like yeah. anyway let me not say what it is <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> so anyways be be um yeah so i go through the surgery and then the doctor says yes you have endometriosis so of course the usual drill what is endometriosis again um so endometriosis <laughs> when it comes to endo like i i think um nancy had mentioned it in the episode last week it it's uh commonly called endo so let me use endo when it comes to endo the medical community actually has more questions than answers Mm. Yes. Yes, it's it's a mysterious disease or condition. So uh, you can imagine how posing and then me I'm asked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so most of the times Ezra is even asked what is endometriosis. I just look at him and laugh because <laughs> like all these years you don't know what endo is. Uh, it should be like at the tip of your fingers. So I've said endometriosis in the medical community has more questions than answers. So I'm not a doctor. I won't sit here and um, tell you the nitty gritties of it. I'll just tell you what I have lived. Mm-hmm. So endometriosis is actually the lining uh, the cells similar to the lining of the uterus grows outside the uterus. Are they supposed to grow inside? 
cells similar to the lining of the uterus grows outside, outside of the, the uterus. uterus. Yes, ABC. <laughs> you go to primary <laughs> or primary. <laughs> <laughs> you hey, see this one don't explain it. <laughs> did, did you just witness a moment in the Morara's family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I blame moment. it on the confusion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, let, let me point something here. Mm-hmm. The Moraras requested us to 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 make it a light moment because mm-hmm. they are I know you've we've talked about this and you say you guys say that you right now you look at it and you 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 laugh about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you've come to terms with what God has given you mm-hmm. and you understand where God wants to lead you. Mm-hmm. So you don't want sympathy from us. Mm-hmm. No. You don't want sympathy. So that's no, why. No, no, no. Yeah, we're, not, we're, we're here right, to exactly. help people understand exactly. that I just you are a father mm-hmm. who has a daughter. You mm-hmm. have a wife. Yep. You are aspiring husband. Mm-hmm. Have you a know, sibling. You have a sibling. Yeah. And um, have a friend. You know, mm-hmm. do, you don't normalize pain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't make it look like everything is okay. And uh, my wife and her friends who have gone through this, they call each other the endo warriors. Amen. So if they're already warriors, all we need is to be a blessing to others yeah. by sharing this. Yeah. yeah, so endometriosis is, um, is a situation where the cells similar to the lining of the uterus grows outside. Mm-hmm. And when I say outside, it can be anywhere, mm-hmm. as in literally anywhere it's a mysterious progressive disease it's chronic uh-huh. yeah so l- let me uh, I, I, when she I, says I, anywhere i googled something when, okay. <laughs> <laughs> google. I, dr says, google endometriosis is a condition where tissue similar to the inner lining of the womb endometrium mm-hmm. is found elsewhere mm-hmm. when she said it can grow anywhere yeah usually in the pelvis around the womb mm-hmm ovaries and fallopian tubes mm-hmm. it is a very common condition affecting around 1 in 10 women mm-hmm. yes you are more likely to develop endometriosis if your mother or your sister has had it mm-hmm. now that's good information i'll, I'll use it next right. time yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, but but also when she says outside mm-hmm. i have had i have had her say <laughs> based on the research she has done and she shares with me yeah is that um You know, when it says anywhere, it can be anywhere. It mm-hmm. can be it's very rare cases. It has grown to the lungs, even to the brain, mm-hmm. to the rectum, mm-hmm. all these parts of the body. And once it spreads there, it literally. Um, B, you say how you've been telling me these stories. So- <laughs> <laughs> I should have just started there. Yeah. So um. <laughs> So growth outside of the uterus can grow anywhere just like um Kenan has explained from Dr. Google. Yes. We all went through that Dr. Google. Oh my goodness, it can kill or de- yeah. <laughs> or build you up. So Ezra said it grows anywhere. Ovaries, rectum, anywhere. Literally it can grow in your legs, mm-hmm. in your eyes, in your head, in your lungs. So imagine that When you're having your period of course uh, you shed blood and then as in that process of I don't like calling it periods so the men at times we call it anti-flow teachers, teachers. It very it's called anti-flow <laughs> <laughs> being very, very very modest here so and it comes with all the clans so 
when you're bleeding, so whatever happens um, in the uterus, the bleeding that happens in the uterus, wherever it has grown, wherever this endometriosis has grown, it's mimicking the bleeding elsewhere. So let's say if it has grown the side of your ovaries, if you're bleeding inside during your menstrual cycle, your ovaries outside where it has grown is also bleeding. Mm. So, so if, if it's, it's in your brain during a yes. cycle, you're also if it's in your lungs, it's it mimics the same thing that happens during your normal oh. cycle. But what happens in those other areas where endometriosis has grown is that it has nowhere to go to. Mm. So it keeps growing and growing. Mm-hmm. It's it's bleeding and kind of forming a scar tissue. Mm-hmm. Bleeding and forming scar tissue. Mm-hmm. So it has nowhere to go mm-hmm. and builds up, builds up, builds up. Wow. wow. That Mimi, I have learned. Me too. But it's... <clears throat> scary. It, it's scary. It's scary because the moment... And, and just context, last summer my wife started having these sinuses and all this and it's like randomly um then recently it's been more of her struggling to breathe you know once you have all this kind of information you're starting to fear could it be that it's spreading that's inhibiting you know you know all that so so there are fathers who don't want to talk about what did you call it inflow anti-flow trying to downplay what women are going through. Mm. Imagine you Nancy and Kenan when the doctor said you have endo. Mm-hmm. Imagine if that you know you can you can look at it and say something small. You mm-hmm. never know if it because it grows and it spreads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all that. So this is why again we want to bring this back to say mm-hmm. it's not a moment to feel bad for us. It is a moment to sit down and realize that one out of 10 women are going through this mm-hmm. and these women in society and community they're expected to be normal to participate 100% they're expected to live up to the standards mm-hmm. but you don't know what they're going through and and there are men who will not be open to come and have this conversation mm-hmm. and so eventually families are strained marriages are, are strained society has all these uh, what do you call it society has stigma and all those kind of things so uh, if you're listening to this session please and you are a woman or you are a brother or a husband you have a daughter and you hear this do not normalize pain listen to your body mm-hmm. because it's communicating something it's communicating something Yeah. I think that way I sounded you like sounded, I know what yeah, I'm saying, right? right, right yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I I think uh, we man, it is, it's it's a, it's it's a, it's been a tough tough journey and you're still going through it. Mm-hmm. But I know I have I have a lot of questions, man. I want to know now this pain that you you are told is going to end after marriage. Is it <laughs> and you said it's progressive. Is it still there? I want to know um what have, how how are you managing this pain i want to know where are you right now and if i have a sister who's going through this my wife goes through that how do i get information and how do i get help 
And I want I want us to uh, maybe in the next episode to talk about to talk to that little girl who cannot voice mm-hmm. that pain to their parents. Mm-hmm. In Kenya, I know in Kenya you were you were blessed that you your dad could your mother could talk to you about their kids who don't even have sanitary pads let alone the mm-hmm. pain that they're going through. So I want us to kind of just bring that home uh in the next episode. So you got to stay tuned for episode number which is part two of Ezra and Beryl's story. And we are focusing here on women's issues, although Ezra seems he knows that. Yeah, right. But yeah. So <laughs> stay tuned for our part two of this series and we'll come back to you next week and we'll kind of bring this home and just be, make it personal and talk to the people that are going through this and how they can get help. That was the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.